Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Anything better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 331 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Oh, it's kickoff. NFL season is here. Uh, By 1 o'clock, my bets were already screwed. (laughs) And my office pool, I had Cleveland, but i got to switch it to Cincinnati this morning. I just have a feeling. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Good times here. The NFL season, week one's off to a hot start. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Minnesota, by the way. Um, but everybody tuned in to listen to my picks. I want to talk about NCAA brackets, too? Uh, oh, speaking of brackets, before I get going, I know I keep talking about the Bob Probert Invitational. Believe me, I want to get it going, but in order to do that, I got to do a bunch of graphics, all that shit, get all the pictures for the competitors. I have to record a preview episode and blah, 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 blah. Um, I am going to be putting that on hold for a couple weeks. The reason for that is in 15 days, I am off to Las Vegas, Nevada for a week. And I am looking forward, so forward to that. Never been to Vegas in September. We always go in February. Like we always like to leave the snow and go there and put on shorts and, and everything else. And, uh, but, uh, got a good deal and, uh, some free rooms at the hotel. And, uh, so why not for five days, check it out. And it's been, uh, this summer's been a long grind, actually, on a on a personal note. Um, uh, just, I've I've worked. Uh, other than, when did I go to the lake there? That was like early August. Uh, I went for, what, four days, I think I went for. Uh, outside of that, those are actually legit. Those are the only four days off I've had since April. So, and I've worked every, and again, it's not like, oh, I go in on Saturday and Sunday and work 14 hours a day. Like, it's nothing like that. But I go in in the morning and shit, you know, five four, five, six hours, um, enough, we'll put it that way, there's no sleeping in, I guess, and, um, you know, just short-staffed and everything else, I mean, the money's been good, obviously, you're in overtime and all that, but uh, it's a grind, it's been, uh, you know, and I'm fairly burned out, well, actually, I am burned out, to be completely honest, and uh, so it's going to be nice to, you know, get away and get to Vegas and recharge for a week and, uh, you know, get to just kind of decompress and, yeah. It'll be fun. So, looking forward to it. And then, well, and then actually, folks, to lay this one on you, uh, in 17th, old, uh, old Darren's birthday on the 17th. Yes, I turned the ripe age of 48. You ain't ripe at that point. I think you might be getting a little rotten at that point. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm <laughs> fat, old, slow, arthritic, sore. But youth, youth is wasted on the young. Is that what they say? Oh, where did the time go? But yes, hey, if you feel free though, if you want my uh, if you want my PayPal account, let me know, or I'll take e-transfers. <laughs> Get it in the mail now. You still got what is it? Uh, you got seven days. Get it in the mail now. No, so uh, that's 
kind of my my wife's little birthday deal for me because we're allowed because every time we're down there in February in Vegas, it's it's her birthday when we're down there. So I was like, tell her like, oh yeah, you get to have your birthday on like the Las Vegas Strip, but I'm I'm celebrating my birthday at Dollarama, you know, or something. It's a, so I think uh, she felt bad. So this is her uh, her way of giving me a birthday in September uh, going to Vegas. So, uh, but no, it uh, looking forward to it. But uh, but now. As I, I digress. Um, so the reason for not having the Probert one is because, one, the tournament, I believe, I'm uh, adding it up, I think it takes 11 days to do the tournament um, just for the voting part. But I still want to do a bracket preview show and blah, blah, blah. And I have to do all the graph. Like I said, it takes a while to set up. So I will do that when I get back from Las Vegas. But I have not forgot about the Bob Probert invitation. I certainly want to do it. It's the seventh one. So I definitely want to do it. Sorry, folks, stopping and starting and stopping and starting. Anyway, how about we, let's get into this. Like I said, it's getting late. It's like 9.30 here on Sunday night. Um, uh, well, I got to talk about the boys, right? Uh, as I said, member of the Hockey Podcast Network, there's over 100 shows now on the network, and I'm over on the creative content side, original creator content side, along with Jolt and Joe Lazito, who just released his lost episode, his interview with Paul Cruz. Um, before Joe was a member of the network, uh, you know, he was on his own. And, uh, when I, I don't know what happened when they switched over. He got onto this platform, whatever it was. I think it's his first eight or 10 episodes from his original show, from his Coliseum Chronicle show, uh, weren't, weren't, uh, weren't on Spotify or whatever anymore. So he is re-uploading them. And the Paul Cruz one is a tremendous one. And again, with, I always say with Joe's show, definitely check out his back catalog, Dakota, Strudwig, Asham, Paul Cruz, um, Tremendous. And, uh, yeah, check it out. And, uh, also Alec over there at the Five for Fighting podcast. He's on a, on a monthly, uh, episodes. Uh, oh, if it's not car problems, it's work problems, or it's, uh, watch out background noise when you're recording. Yeah, he's having some issues here. The only luck he's got is bad luck recording so far. But, uh, as the season closes, gets closer, I'm sure he will, uh, he'll get rolling with his East Coast League content and that sort of thing. So. But again, another tremendous back catalog. Rob Ray, Bylois, Segroy, Kevin Kaminsky, Rushton, on and on. He, uh, he's got some good interviews, so definitely check it out. So, uh, yes, the Hockey Podcast Network. There you go, folks. Uh, and if you happen to be on social media, oh, why? But, uh, fourth line voice on Twitter as well as Facebook, uh, and on the YouTubes. Um, yes, I have over 2,000 videos on my YouTube channel, Fourth Line Voice. Uh, all the leagues, whatever you're looking for, just type it into the search thing. Boom, up it'll come. Um, yeah, subscribe to the channel, please. And if you enjoy the video that you're watching, hit the thumbs up button. Same thing if you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening to my show, Joe's, Alex's show, any of your favorite podcasts. Um, hit the uh, the star rating if you could because it helps us out in the algorithms. And uh, same thing with YouTube when you hit the thumbs up. They love that shit and subscribe to the channel and all that stuff. So I always say as as uh, listeners, uh, that's how you can help your favorite content creator and download Don't Stream. Seriously, that's how we get paid. So, because uh, that's how we track things around here, folks. So if you could do that, that would be tremendous. Darren doesn't ask for much from you, but I, it's the little things that you could do to help me help us out. Not only myself, but everyone else uh, as far as uh, the creation on the creation side goes. Oh, speaking of YouTube, I should throw out uh, my boy Jay out in Iowa. D, the letter D, skunk, like the animal, D skunk. 
Go to that YouTube channel. He's got all the Southern Pro League fights on there. He's been doing it for years and years. He's got old UHL stuff, like old, when it was called the new IHL. He's got that on there. McIntyre from Quad City and shit. Frank Littlejohn. Oh, Jonathan the Hammer Trombley. Check his shit out, man. Subscribe to his channel. He'd dig it. And again, if you're watching a video that he's recorded and you like it, hit the thumbs up button. It'd help him out too. So that would be great, folks. But uh, let's roll into this. Well, normally on Sundays, I always have like my my week on the internet. Um, don't really have much this one. The only one I will say is I kind of I kind of rolled my eyes. Um, uh, you know, so Alec created a Darren Skiho from his East Coast League footage that he recorded. That Alec paid money to get the subscription to the East Coast League package. Recorded, fought with the East Coast League over if his video content, but he created a ski hole, like kind of a uh, video package, uh, highlight reel. That's what I'm trying to look for. Yeah, music and uh, blah, blah, blah. Right. Oh, here we go. And it's, it is really good. Of course, the one guy's got a comment. Oh, anybody that has to hit them when they're down is Bush League. Like, oh, okay, you clown. So Alec just replies to us, like, okay, well, whatever. It's like, Probert McSorley did too. Oh, Bobby and Marty would never stoop to that. Not once. Like, oh. Buffoon. So, of course, I just have to be the wise ass. And, of course, underneath I put a picture of, like, McSorley grounding and pounding Tim Hunter. Oh, yeah, no, Marty never did. Like, get a clue, man. Yeah, no, you get a clue, plug. Yeah, okay, plug. Yeah, good one, buddy. Yeah, okay, pal. Like, oh, you're such a loser. Mike, you're a loser. Like just your eye rolling tough talk on on the behind the keyboard. Oh, and then he's like, I don't know, he's mouthing off about. It's just like, oh, stop. I'm like, first of all, you don't even know who Skio is. You don't know the background to any of those fights, so you don't know what anything's happening. Two, you clearly don't know anything about Probert and McSorley and their histories. Three, you do not know what enforcing is. I love these guys that cry about these punching when he's down. That's not sportsmanship and. Tell me you don't know what being an enforcer... That's this new age shit. They don't know what enforcing is. Well, there is no enforcing anymore because you can't because of the rules. But they have no clue what an enforcer is or does or what the point of it all is. No, to them, it's to have a, a classy square off and bro hugs after and don't pull his jersey, don't hit when the refs come in, don't hit him when he's down, can't be staged, that has to mean something. Again, like I said before, all our big code checklists, you know, so we can all have code boners after a fight, you know. Yeah, that's enforcing, though. Yeah, sure it is. You want to know when all that stuff started to become in vogue? Hey, guess what happened? Enforcer's fucking gone. Oh, nutty. Yeah, get a clue. Okay, anyway. And then I just noticed just now. Oh, and then, of course, another guy responds to Alex's video. Yeah, why don't you just leave the natural crowd noise and this music sucks, man, blah, blah. Oh, okay, well, so instead of don't put it up at all then so you don't get to see any of Skiho's fights because no one else has East Coast League footage but Alec. Hockey fights that can't put it up. No one can put it up, but, well, no one can put it up, but Alec gets, you know, works around it and whatever and... But he's the only one doing it, yet you're still going to complain. If he didn't put it up, you wouldn't see it at all. You know, but um, it, but it's someone put it up for free and you're still going to complain. That's where we are, folks. Yeah. I like, that's like on my YouTube channel, these guys. It was uh, Baumgartner Churla from Medicine Hat in like 1983. I have some guy, that's a little grainy for my taste. Oh, sorry. They didn't have uh, 4K in uh, in Medicine Hat back at 83. Sorry, bro. This footage is literally older than you. 
but you're going to come, and it's not like you can't, like you can see who it is, like the footage isn't that, if it was that bad, I wouldn't have put it up. But okay, no one else has ever put it up. The only way you're going to see it is on my channel. But you're, so you'd rather I didn't put it up and you didn't see it at all? Is that really what you're saying? Like, I, so I replied to the guy, I said, well, then put your version up then. Well, I don't have it. Well, then maybe shut up. Like, okay. So, so I said, so you'd rather not see it at all? Question mark. I noticed he didn't reply to that. Like, are you getting what I'm saying, dipshit? So I get my DVDs out. Well, first of all, I transfer it from VHS to DVD. Then I get the DVD out. Take the time to watch the video. Clip off the because I put a bunch of it clips. I put a bunch of fights from that DVD up. So I clip them off, label them, put the date, upload them to YouTube for free, so you can watch them for free. But yet you're still going to complain about them. Oh yeah, like I mean, I'm not saying oh you got to come over here and kiss my ass and whatever, but I mean holy shit, seriously. Like, I mean, I've watched 10,000 fights on YouTube. It's never once dawned on me to reply, oh, I wish the quality was better. You know, like, uh, I don't, shut up, shut up. Ugh. Oh, and then just now, like this afternoon, yeah, NFL was starting, so I was kind of throwing up some of my favorite defensive players over the years. So I put a picture of Howie Long up and a picture of LT. I actually put a picture of Brian Bosworth up. I was a big fan of the boss. I was digging the boss. Of course, the one guy's got to reply, a terrible player. I'm like, what? Terrible player? I'm like, he was a two-time Dip Buckus winner in college, two-time All-American, national championship winner. He's in the NCAA Hall of Fame. And uh, the games that he played in the NFL, he pl- he was he was good. Problem was, is his injuries ended his career. He had shoulder problems, chronic shoulder injuries, and that he had to get out of the game early, which was a shame because the game, he was a talent. And of course, Bo Jackson. Oh, yeah, that's the most overhyped bullshit. Oh, Joe, Bo hit him and dragged him 10 yards to the end zone. Well, not really. Bosworth was coming from the side. Bo Jackson had a full steam run. And Bosworth had about a 10 yard run at him. And then then he hits Bosworth. It's like, what linebacker in the world is stopping Bo Jackson with a 10 yard run at him? Yeah, no one, you know, like so, but oh, yeah, Bo owns them. Okay, well, Bo owned, Bo owned everybody. So that's the, that's not the burn that you think it is. I know you like to think so, but no, no. I mean, it was um, um, it was he had a lot of hype coming into the NFL. Bosworth did, but like I said, the games he played, he was good. He just didn't play a lot of them. I said he had terrible injuries. He had terrible luck, not a terrible career. So. And then this guy's like, oh, you must be a Bears fan. Uh, what is it? He Well, he played for the Seahawks, not the Bears, so I don't know what that means. But I'm like, no, I'm not. So I, I don't know what he's getting at. So, yeah, so, Rick, I'm, I, I'm not – I know you followed the account for a long time and everything, and you and I have had a few kind of back and forth a couple times, so I'm really not sure what you're talking about. But, yeah, anyway, that's my week on the Internet. How about we get into this stuff, hey? Okay, did I even say what we were going to do? I stopped and started this a bunch of times. Um, well, I have a list, the hockey news list. I got, hey, I got, I earned my badge, so I got to keep doing the list. I'm a big fan with the hockey news now. No, I have the final list for their uh, in, from their enforcer week. It is the top five fighters of the St. Louis Blues. So I don't think I've done the Blues, have I? Now I can't even remember. I I should I should definitely have kept episode notes all these years. I did not. I should have written down all my stuff. That way it would have been a lot easier. But that wouldn't be the style around here. Um, 
Yes, the hockey news. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm riding it for all it's worth here, folks. Also from the hockey news, ten former NHLers tell their tale of fighting Bob Probert. A little article there. I'm not gonna say who the author is because he's a clown. Him and I have had a disagreement back in the day on Twitter. I think he's a goof. So I'm not gonna credit you. I'm just gonna steal your stuff. I'm just gonna steal your stuff. Uh, well, it's from the hockey news. Whatever. Uh, you can figure it out who it is. Type it in. Um, yeah. There, that's what I'm going to do. Because I guess I just did my week on the internet. So that's that. Let's get into this. What should we do here first? I, do, I know one thing. Doctor Chris is on this on the edge of his seat here for this St. Louis Blues list. Speaking of which, now that hey hey Doc, now that you're back in town after your African adventures with us out there uh, doing good for the nature and doing good for the world out there. Um, He's back in town. Dr. Chris, I know you're listening. We got to do, I'm going to do a rapid fire with you. There we go. We'll get him on. And you can tell us all about his, uh, his South African trips in the, in the desert with his pictures. As I look, Dr. Chris sent me, uh, not only is he over there as a scientist, but he's a amateur photog as well. And I have some great pictures of some lions that he took. My boy with the one ear, apparently he got run out of the pride this time, but, uh, I'll get Dr. Chris to talk about that. But yeah, these pictures are badass, man. And he put them on that canvas, uh, that canvas type thing. And uh, I really appreciate Chris. And thank you very much for sending those. And they are sitting right here up on my pony wall in my office here. And uh, tremendous. And I tell everybody that story when they come in. That's my boy leading the pride there down one ear after battling it out. But uh, as everything goes, the circle of life, right? So apparently he's been run out of town by the younger lions. So, but... Uh, for a, for a, he was the king for a moment. We'll put it that way. So, uh, let's get into it. How shall we? Here we go. But first, probably a word from our sponsor. And now here's a word from our sponsor. Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Crazy, right? Well, good thing that's over. The NFL is here in DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't miss offer for Week One. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use the code THPN to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. I know, folks. I know people, you know, you complain about the the ads. You have to because that's what, like I said, that's what's. That's what pays the deals around here. That's what helps us get paid and it's a sponsorship thing. But plus, I mean, if you're, many of you listening, I know are gamblers, THPN on DraftKings, please use the promo code again. 
It helps us up and uh, helps us out, and uh, that's what keeps DraftKings sponsoring the network. So there we go. But uh, keep it. I know you always know, fast forward. People go kind of bitch. I've had people bitch to me about the ads and stuff. Ah, what are you going to do, man? That's. I mean, that's a. That's how we pay for things. I mean, you know. I don't know. Is my ad read that bad? Yeah, it's a little. I liked it when they when it was just like you could just do the DraftKings part and that was it. Now you got to throw in the phone numbers and all that stuff. So, oof. You wouldn't believe how many times it took me to record that. That eight 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 seven seven blah, 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 blah. my tongue wouldn't move that fast. Yeah, so please listen to the ad read because it took me forever to read it. But uh, st- you talk about stopping and starting, holy! But all right, folks, let's get into it. I know Doctor Chris is waiting for this. I mean, Tim's up now after his after the big eagle win. He's fired up, so we're gonna get the uh, he, he's he's ready to listen. So I got his attention. So. Hey, yeah, Tim, when are you coming on to do your rapid fire? I know we had talked. Hey, get a hold of me. Let me know. All right, here we go. The St. Louis Blues, folks. Okay, well, I mean, I got to, uh, we'll read the, it's by, who wrote this? Lou Korak. Okay. It may not seem like it in recent years, but in recent memory, the St. Louis Blues have had a number of enforcers. One will go to war on any given day when one of those guys, Tony Twist, admits he fought the best man at his wedding three times in his career. You know you have something there. And what you have is a group of guys that fought for the logo on their chest more than they worried about their own personal gains. After all, guys like Twist and Chase were busy protecting Hall, Demetra, and Turgeon. Nothing more needs to be said. Some of the guys on this list, and in the honorable mentions, have fought each other. So without further ado, here's the top fighters in Blues history with honorable mention names that could arguably fit the list also. I know Twist likes to tell the story about fighting, like Chase is his best man at his wedding. I think, is that, no, I take it back. I always say, uh, he talks about, I think Chase was in his wedding party. But who was his, I think maybe it was Kerry Clark that was his best man. Maybe they fought in the minors three times. Well, I was going to say, if Kelly Chase was his best man at his wedding, I know they only fought once, but he always likes to say it's three times. But now that I'm saying it, I think it's Kerry Clark was his best man. So there. That story led nowhere. We're off to a good start here. Okay, close my eyes. i got to scroll down because they like to go 1 to 5. And I like to go 5 to 1. So here now we got, now i got to scroll up. Um, honorable mentions uh, were Todd Ewan, Darren Kimball, Herb Ragland, Brenda Shanahan, Scott Stevens, Brian Sutter, Bob Player, Garth Butcher, Steve Durbano, Bob Gassoff, and Noel Picard. Well, they're, well, well, if they're not on any of those guys are on the list, I'm curious to see who's on here. Um, cause those are some great names. Um, yeah, Todd Ewan. Yeah, solid. Uh, Darren, I'm a massive Darren Kimball fan. Tremendous. I was always, he was great. Back in the, going back to his Prince Albert days. Um, Herb, eh, I mean, Herb Raglan was, you know, I liked Herb Raglan. I don't think he's in the top five of the Blues fighters, but, um, although Herb Raglan did catch, Coaster, that's one of his K, if TKO, go check that out. Raglan catching Coaster. Shanahan, ah, probably the best power forward of all time. Scott Stevens, yeah, you know, back in his early days, did some fighting for sure. Brian Sutter, tremendous. Tough guy numbers, that's his man right there. Brian Sutter, uh, Plager, Butcher, uh, Durbano, crazy, Gasoff. I mean, the, there's the legend of Gasoff. It's always hard because the footage is so limited and like, you know, um, like, that's always, like, I always get shit, no one mentioned Gasoff, or when I do the Probert term, I don't put him in, and of course, everybody, oh, where's Gasoff, you know, well, you know, I, I get it, but it's like, uh, have you seen him fight? Like, 
I've just seen the limited fights that are out there, but uh, he looked good in the fights that I've seen. So, yeah, I, I, I really, I really wish the Blues, if they had some of that footage, would unearth it. Um, because yeah, it, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. Because it'd be great to see, yeah, just a legend like that. But uh, all right, let's uh, let's get into the list here as I exit out of the thing. Okay, here we go. Up here we go. Number five. Oh, good start. Kelly Chase. There's a slogan around the blues. Their players describe those that leave it all on the line as bleeding blue. Kelly Chase arguably is the epitome of this. There wasn't a game he played wearing a blues jersey in which he didn't make it known who the sheriff on the ice was. Anyone who was willing to step up and fight Bob Probert without thinking twice, you know you've got yourself a keeper. If someone stepped out of line, take the blues best players out of their way, number 39 would draw the line despite being smaller in stature. Yeah, Chase is awesome. Of course, former Saskatoon Blade. I always laugh. The Saskatoon Blades and the St. Louis Blues have always had like a real parallel. Like, or they've really worked with each other. We've had a lot of Blades players go on and play with the Blues from Chase and Twist and Bernie Federko and on and on. But, um, yeah. And, um, yeah, Kelly Chase. Yeah, if you actually want to see some Kelly Chase Jr. fights, check out my YouTube channel. I have some of his Blades fights on there. Number 22 with the Saskatoon Blades. He was awesome. I think he had like a 43-fight season one year with the Blades. Yeah, um, I'm down with Kelly Chase. And he was probably, and of course, well, everybody watched, or listening to this show has watched Ice Guardians. And he was awesome in that. And um, with a little more fire. Yeah, down with Kelly Chase. There we go. Number four, there you go, former guest of the show, Cam Jansen. There's an episode you should go back and check out. Off the top of my head, I can't remember what, not one, 180 something, I think. But he was a trip to interview, man. I think he kind of interviewed me a little bit. But yeah, he was, uh, yeah. I love Cam. I remember the first time I saw Cam Jansen was on uh, Eild Eben, if you're listening out there. My boy out in the Ontario, uh, he was out in Ontario and he used to make OHL rap or assorted OHL tapes. VHS tapes, that's how old we go back, and uh, I remember getting them, and Jansen's was on there a bunch, I'm like, who is this guy, he's just running around, and uh, yeah, I was, I'm always a big Cam Jansen fan, and yeah, tremendous, 165 games, 57 fights to the Blues, in an era where fighters were aplenty, Jansen didn't shy away from any of them, Grant and Prust, Ash and Belak, or Bull Shelley, Jansen's fought them all, and punch for punch was a monster, he hit hard and often, and was a motor in doing so, the Eureka, uh, Missouri native, six feet two fifteen, uh, could not have been more pleased than to deliver his goods for his hometown team. Four of his nine seasons in St. Louis, he spent parts of five seasons with the Devils. Yeah, Jansen's would run around, big hitter, fight everybody. Another great fight, Jansen's and Pierre Luc LeBlanc, PL three. Go watch that one again, tremendous. Yeah, love me some Cam Jansen's, awesome. Number three, Reed Lowe. Uh, Lou, you're making a hell of a list here. Reed Lowe, bad dude. 250 games, 78 fights with the Blues. Uh, he may not have won every fight, but Lowe, 6'4", 235, is a tough hombre. Lowe is a true heavyweight in every sense of the word, tiring over his opponents and having no mercy when he fought his opponents. Some of Lowe's top opponents, LaRock, May, Langdon, McCarthy. Uh, Lowe twice accumulated over 50, 50 penalty minutes in a single game um, and would not balk at putting himself on the line multiple times through his short career in the NHL. Yeah, Reed Lowe was awesome. Um, I completely underrated. I think he gets overlooked by a lot of people. But you go, seriously, go down the Reed Lowe rabbit hole. You won't be disappointed. I don't think he had a bad fight. And I go, I have a bunch of his stuff from the American League on my channel when he was in with the Wooster Ice Cats. 
Holy shit. Go watch the fight with him and Parker and the fight with him and Bolton down in the American League. Unbelievable. Lowe was awesome. I had some really good junior fights with him too. Um, fight with Stock and all those guys. Yeah, Reed Lowe was awesome. Um, and like I said, completely underrated. I think we're kind of, um, I don't know how big of a puncher he was. Like, um, he would go toe to toe and stuff and was wide open, but I don't, he wasn't a big knockout guy, but, um, yeah, he fought everyone and, yeah, I encourage you guys listening to check out the Reed Low Rabbit Hole because he he was awesome. Number two, Ryan Reeves, four hundred nineteen games, fifty six fights at the Blues. When the Blues drafted Ryan Reeves, six two two twenty five in the fifth round, the O five draft, they knew immediately what they were getting. What they had had their gatekeeper. Reeves was and as one of the most feared, intimidating fighters in the game today with his body built like a tank. This was a heavy hitter, and the Blues benefited from not only his ability to stick up for skilled guys like Tarasenko, Steen. Uh, Oshie and Stastny and so forth, but having the ability to punch, no pun intended, offense in himself. Reeves is still considered the top fighter in today's game. Um, well, Lou, I will take one thing with you. When they drafted you, when they drafted Reeves, I can guarantee they didn't know that's what they were getting because he actually was not a fighter in the Western Hockey League with Brandon Wheat Kings. Um, I, I think at most he had six fights in a year. He wasn't a big fighter. Um, again, go back. I know I keep pumping my YouTube channel, but if you want to see some Ryan Reeves Western Hockey League fights, I have some fights when he was at Brandon. I think there's two or three on there. But he wasn't a big fighter. Um, he only started fighting when he got to the minors because, again, he probably realized that this is the only way I'm going to make the NHL is to fight. So, um, not, again, it wasn't that he, oh, he was just a complete pussy and junior and, you know, whatever. But no, he was not like air quotes and enforcer. So that he's grown into. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's the top guy. I mean, you could argue him or Lucic or whatever. I mean, fans are going to debate that till the cows come home. Who's the, you know, not that there's a lot to debate these days. Um, I, it's funny for being as old and stuck in the mud, apparently, as I am. Um, I see out of the old guys, I actually seem to be the like the, one of the few that actually sort of stick up for Reeves and today's guys. For as much as I hate today's hockey and I don't watch it, I mean, I always respect for the boys as far as Delorier, Lucic, everybody that fights, I have doesn't matter the, if they play today or when they played. I have respect for what they do. It is certainly a different hockey now and everything else, and they don't have to go through what the guys before them did. Like what Reed Lowe or Chase or those guys had to go through. Ryan Reeves certainly does not have to, where every team has two or three guys. I mean, um, so, I mean, he's sort of the, you know, he has the run of the yard without a doubt. But, again, I always laugh. I always say, I don't know why people shit on Reeves for that. Like I said, it's Reeves' problem that the rest of the teams are pussies. Like, why is it his fault? I just think he's really cocky. Well, so? You know, like, what, what should he be, hat in hand? To just, okay, fellas, let's just play hockey. Like, you know, like, no, he's a bully and he's aggressive and tells people how tough he is. I mean, out there. Isn't that, again, I always thought, isn't that the point? Like, I don't know what you guys think the point of all this is, but whatever. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward this year with Lucic being in that, you know, they play each other a few times. I think let's, because to me, Lucic and Reeves are the two, number 1A and 1B. And uh, they've never fought, and I've, everyone wants to see it. So, And I want to see it. So, yeah, that'll be interesting when those two clash. I, I'm i a betting guy, and if that fight came up, I, I think I'd actually put my money on Lucic, I think, over Reeves. But it'll be interesting. Hopefully it happens this year. Um, I don't know if I'd have Reeves number two of all time on this. I... I don't have a problem with him being on the list. I think I would have Chase and Lowe, though, ahead of him. I'd have Reeves at five, I think. Um, 
Yeah, because I think, you know, 56 bites of the blue. You've got to get him in there. I mean, it's hard to leave Kimball and, wow, I think you got to have Sutter in there, though, for sure. Eesh, now that I'm saying it. Because I kind of have a feeling who, well, number one should be Twist, right? Yeah, okay, so Twist is number one. Um, in my time watching Blues history, it's hard to fathom a harder hitting, continuous pounding of a human than Tony Twist. He'll line you up, batter his opponent on most occasions to a pulp, then smile at you on the way to the penalty box and be your best buddy and drinking friend after the game. A ferocious hitter that weren't, a ferocious hitter that were not many, if any, fights where Twist didn't leave his opponent bloody and battered. Between the Blues and Nordiques, Twist fought on average every four games. And, uh, and why wouldn't he when he was built for it at 6'1, 220? Uh, come on, Lou. Uh, maybe 220 when he came in. I think he was 260 on the way out. Uh, actually, I know he played at 260 because he talked about it in an interview. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd have Twist at number one, too. Um, what would my list be? I, I don't know. I think I would probably go Twist. I think you got to go Chase just with the number. Twist, Chase, uh, Sutter, Low. No, Twist, Chase, Sutter, Low. I think you get Jansen's or Reeves. That's a tough one. Yeah, probably Jansen's, I guess. Yeah, that'd be my five, I think. I mean, like I said, I can't say anything about Gazoff. I, Gazoff, because I, I never saw him. I don't, I've just the limited footage. Uh, Ewan, eh, I always think of Ewan in Montreal and later on after that. Uh, Kimball, eh, wasn't there long enough, I don't think. He had some great fights, though. Um, yeah, that would be my list, I think. But that was a solid list, Lou. I'll give you that. Twist, what do we got? So, Twist, Reeves. Low Jansen's chase. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Um, you know. There we go. There is your St. Louis Blues list from the Hockey News. Sorry, folks. Uh, yeah. Um, can't, can't shit on that, to be honest. Really. You know. Uh, just kind of let down. I kind of wanted to shit on something. <laughs> But let's wrap it up with some Bob Probert. Um, he is one of the most feared and well-respected tough guys in NHL history, and those are brave enough to drop the gloves with Bob Probert. Tell all in a new book. Um, Mike Hartman. My father watched from the penalty box where he was taking pictures of the Red Wings for a special project they needed. My father was a team photographer. When I played, my father would watch from the seats, except that night he was in the home penalty box. After our fight, Bob was sent to the penalty box with a cut over above his forehead. Bob turned to my father and said, I'm going to hurt your son tonight. <laughs> That's some cold shit right there, Bob. Um, Kevin Kaminsky. In the locker room before the game, I told Kolzig, tonight's the night. He looked at me and said, what do you mean? I said, I'm fighting Prover. He said, no, you're not. Why? I said, he's getting old, and I want to say I fought the legend. So I did. I had a bump, I had a bunch of family there that night. It was a pretty cool night. Fought the legend and didn't get knocked out. LOL. Chris Dingman. My first shift was after a goal. I lined up at center and he came out on right wing and just said to me calmly, did your coach send you out here to give me a try? And I said, no, but if you want, we can go. And he goes, are you sure? And I said, yeah. So at least he asked me. So we ended up fighting and all I can remember was Theron Flurry from the bench and a couple of the other guys. Keep swinging, Dinger. Keep swinging. I guess I did pretty good and went and sat in the penalty box. The adrenaline was pumping. Jeff Rogers came over and was like, good job. <laughs> There we go. Oops. I exited out. Lost my place. Neil Sheehy. 
All I knew was that he was trying to spread my nose over my face and I wanted to survive the fight and try to give my team a boost by standing up to him without getting beat up. I survived the fight. I was glad that we didn't play him in the same division where teams met eight times per year in the 21-team NHL. Uh, K. Die King, former pro boxer and trainer. I know Emmanuel Stewart brought him in. Emmanuel would bring him in a lot, bring in a lot of sport people and different celebrities to learn how to box. So he brought in Probert and two other young guys. At first, Bob, believe it or not, was so green. I'm a skilled guy, so Emmanuel wanted me to work with him, not hurt him. Teach him different punches and throwing shorter punches. Then one day, that motherfucker punched me so hard. I mean, really hard. I had to tell Emmanuel, if I can't hit him, he's going to kill me. <laughs> Tom Curvers. I cross-checked him in front of the net and he punched me in the head. It was pretty much knocked me silly. Uh, and I'm most proud that I was able to keep playing. It wasn't a fight. It was a don't ever come near me again punch in the head. Um, Jamie Pusher. Later in his career, he still wanted to fight. He was looking for a fight. Uh, he'd fight the same way right till the end of his playing career. He was a brawler. He was a good fighter. Yeah, I'm glad my helmet stayed on. Put it that way. Uh, Craig Ruby. I fought him like eight or nine times in my career. You were always thinking about it, that's for sure, before the game. Because he was a big man, very strong and obviously powerful. Really tough. But a real honest guy out there. Never tried to do anything dirty or anything like that. Very honest player. It's a shame he's not around. Chris Kostopoulos. He was like a battleship cruising the ice, ready to take on all comers. Plenty of guys were simply scared shitless of him. And finally, Ken Danico. I was glad I got out of it alive. He caught me in the ear and I had a little bit of a cauliflower ear after. But I hung in there. Fortunately, I was strong enough to not get strung out with his long reach. But I just remember his tenacity. He was a guy to be reckoned with and respect because of the fact he didn't seem to fear anybody. There you go. There is uh, some excerpts from people that fought Probert and lived. <laughs> there you go, folks. Um, yeah, well, there you go. Hey, this might be the uh, this actually might be the shortest episode of the Fourth Line Voice ever. But uh, it is now ten o'clock on a Sunday night. We everybody's got to get ready for work tomorrow. Five a.m. comes early, so um, I still got to upload this. So. I am going to let you go. See, I did not talk for long today. I actually backed it up this time. I said it and it actually came true. So, um, as I always finish saying though, and it's true guys, um, I know there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hockey podcasts to listen to out there. And the fact that, um, you took time to listen to mine, I really do. I greatly appreciate it. And, uh, I love hearing from you guys. If you want to drop me a line, my DMs are open as the kids say, or if you're not on social media, uh, send me an email, hockey fights at hotmail, all one word, hockey fights at hotmail.com. I'd love to hear from you, good, bad, or otherwise. Or if you have some cool fight pictures, send them over. If you have, uh, if you want to come on the show, let me know. Tell me your story. I'd love to have you on. And, uh, but yeah, drop me a line. I just, if you just want to bullshit with a fellow fight fan, I'm all ears. So I love hearing from you guys. I know there's a, I have a few cats that actually email me on the regular. So, and it's cool, man. I appreciate it. And I, and I really dig, um, and it's, and it's been a few times here in the last little bit, um, just the comments under the episode or a, a DM here and there saying like, oh, I listened to Liz, blah, blah, blah. That was really funny. And I love your show and stuff like that. And it, um, it's cool to get the feedback. It really is. I mean, that's why I'm doing it. This is your guys' show. I always say it's the, you know, it's a fight fans for a show for fellow fight fans. So, hey, if you happen to know an old school fight guy that, you know, he's smart and he's not on social media. Tell them about this show, though. I, that's why I say you guys are my billboard. So if you have a friend that you think would enjoy the old-time fight talk, I always say it's like the old fried chicken or the old hockeyfight.com message boards, but in audio form. That's kind of how I view this show. But uh, the 
old fried chicken. I got a few, there's a few FC folks out there listening. I know that. So, um, hey, if you have old FC guys, let them know. I would love to hear from you guys. Let me know what your username was on there. Spent many an hour on fried chicken. I can tell you that. But, um, anyway, guys, I'm going to get out of here, hit the showers, hit the, hit the sheets, and we'll do it all again. This beginning of the work week. So, all right, folks, uh, thanks for tuning in. And, uh, hey, I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 